Welcome back to the emergency goalies. Again, a little later than we said we'd be back, but yeah, maybe this will be our, our uh, new schedule. We'll go for uh, Fridays instead of Wednesdays. We'll see. But um, certainly a lot going on with the Blackhawks. They swept two games from the Stars. They had to go to overtime, but they still swept them. And then just a crazy game against Carolina that, yeah, it was going good, then not so good. But I'll kick it to you, Michael. Pretty encouraging uh, stuff from the Blackhawks overall. Definitely. Um, The two games against Dallas, as you said, uh, you know, had to go to OT for both of them, but strong efforts in both games, uh, obviously only giving up one goal in each, in each of the contests is a, a great sign for the Blackhawks, you know, as for a team that's struggled uh, defensively um, for most of the last three years or so. And, you know, that's just not very often where we've seen them give up two goals in two games uh, over any stretch. So uh, when you can do that against a, a good team like Dallas, that's, that's certainly a positive sign. And, you know, they did it with hustle and they did it with an intensity that we haven't seen from the Blackhawks uh, also in the last three years. And that's, that's definitely not a coincidence in my eye. Um, they have some hungry young players that are willing to put in hundred percent effort on many of their shifts and it's covering up some of their lack of top end skill. It's covering up some of the um, lack of, uh, you know, just size and strength and speed uh, that they have compared to some of the better teams, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're skating hard and it's it's paying off for them you know uh two wins against dallas uh, i mean that's 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 pretty impressive and uh even though they played better in one of the games than the other uh you know still come away with points and you know it and it, it extended their point streak to uh geez i can't even remember how many games now it was like uh it was like it was nine like games a- or something 10 out of 11. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. So, yeah, uh, you know, they've climbed up the standings a little bit. I don't think it's sustainable given mm-hmm. that, you know, they're still lacking uh, the talent to score much five on five. So they're being bolstered by their special teams and by their goaltending. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw in the Columbus game then uh, yes. kind of the – the the blowback from that in that the special teams were still pretty decent they did end up giving up two uh they gave up two power play goals uh which was something they hadn't given up in quite a while um they've been good penalty kill had been fantastic uh both the power play and the penalty killer in the top 10 in the nhl but you know in a game where they did give up a couple of short you know or they gave up a shorthanded goal and, and they gave up two power play goals. Um, 
And then, you know, it wasn't Kevin Lankinen's best game. It was probably actually his worst game, or at least his worst game since the first, his first game. So, you know, those two things, they didn't, they didn't have those, those two things that have been propping them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came back and it, it bit them where they, they coughed up two, mm-hmm. two goal leads the and eventually period, lost yeah. the game. Yeah. So, yeah, but there are a couple big firsts yes. that we should add. Um, Nick, uh, um, uh, Ian Mitchell scored yep. first. Then um, Nick Bodin. Yeah, Nick Bodin. I would say Nick Beauchemin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, those, you know, those are two defensemen that the Blackhawks are planning to build around. Um and, you know, a former first round pick, former second round pick, and along with Adam Boquist, who is now starting to practice again after getting over COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's really what the Blackhawks need to, um, you know, those are the three main guys that they need to develop this year. Um, you know, yes. I know, I know we talk a lot about the young forwards and it's nice getting, uh, Philip Koroshev involved. Uh, Pius Suter is, um, you know, still playing pretty well. He scored another goal. Uh, Brandon Hagel's made an impact, but those aren't the guys that are really going to mm-hmm. move the needle as far as getting the Blackhawks back into contention. Um, any of uh, beyond Kirby Doc and Alex Debrinket, and now Debrinket is playing fantastic. He's probably yes, he's been on fire. Uh, rivaling Kane for being the the best forward. I mean, Kane's still, you know, a little better point producer, but uh, Debrinket's playing a nice uh, all-around game uh, in comparison to Kane. To Kane. But yeah, uh, until the three young defensemen kind of step up and are ready to take on, uh, you know, at least a couple of those guys fill uh, top four roles, and they're not going to be, yeah. Yeah, the Blackhawks aren't going to be able to take that next step. They're still going to, you know, they're, they'll they'll give up too many chances. They'll get buried in their own end a little bit, and you know, it'll it'll require uh, either heroics from Patrick Kane or heroics from their goaltender to mm-hmm. to keep them in a lot of games. And you know, we've seen positive signs from all three of them. Uh, Mitchell. And Baudin both jumped into plays in the offensive end to get their goal. And uh, that's something that we haven't seen a lot of uh, from the Blackhawks defensemen. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, their veterans are all kind of stay-at-home types with yes. the exception of Keith. Uh, but the young guys all have the ability to contribute. And, you know, they're all... It's a sign that they're... They're starting maybe, to gain confidence. Yeah, they're starting to get confidence in... Yeah, they're willing yeah, to maybe getting a little comfortable. Yep, yep, getting more comfortable, uh, and so that that's a good sign, you know. But we you you still end up having the 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 rookie mistakes and the and the bumps in the road. I mean, Baudin scored his first goal, but uh, he also had a bad turnover. Yeah, had a bad turnover on the power play that led to the shorthanded goal against. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You know, uh, you're gonna get the good it's a balancing act, but you just you, you, to me, it's always 
you can keep them up in the NHL and you can keep them playing as long as they don't get timid. And at least yeah. in Baudin's case, we're, we're not seeing any timidity out of him. I think Mitchell is getting more and more um, adjusted to the size and the speed mm-hmm. of the NHL. I think early on there were instances where guys were beating him to the outside or just throwing him around in board battles and that. But I think he's starting to kind of figure out, down. yeah, figure out what he needs to do in, in, in given situations where, uh, you know, he knows when, when he needs to play a little quicker and, or when he needs to play a little more physical, that sort of thing. So uh, both of those guys, I think we're, we're, we're seeing them settle in a little bit, but it's going to be a long road for both of them still. I mean, they're yes. both, 21 i think they are and yeah, then and defensemen, is only 20 defensemen take longer to right develop right. than forward so yeah so yeah and you know and then i think unfortunately too i think we saw the impact of missing Connor murphy mm-hmm. in the columbus game was a yes a, a big drawback that was an obvious there. um he's really the blackhawks only consistent mm-hmm. Uh, top four defensemen. Uh, you know, he's basically filling the role of the Blackhawks' number one defenseman this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously that's not his the best slot for yeah. him, but he's he's their best guy. So, and when you're missing him, it's slotted everybody up. Uh, I think it's forced Calvin DeHaan to play well above his head as mm-hmm. far as in in, in terms of the the competition that he has to face and we're starting to see him struggle Duncan Keith and Mitchell have played pretty well together they've they've uh, they've held it together fairly well um although I boy I want to say Keith was on the ice for Mm -hmm. several of the goals too but yeah uh you know it was nice with Murphy stepping in there to allow Duncan Keith to kind of slot further down and I think that helped him out, but now with Keith out, or I mean, with Murphy out, Keith's having mm-hmm. to step up, and I, I'm just not sure that that's best yeah. for him. Starting to show. Yep. Starting yep. to show through a little bit, yeah. Right. And of course, uh, Murphy has a hip injury, and yep. 10 to 14 days was what the initial reports were. Right. And, you know, it's with the condensed schedule this year, you know, in, in years past, if you miss 10 to 14 days, you know, ah, you might miss five, maybe six games, but now, I mean, it's, I think it's seven games basically Mm -hmm. that he's almost guaranteed to miss. So that's, that's tough, but you know, it is going to give them a chance to take a look at some of the young defensemen in bigger roles. I, I mean, Again, as long as it doesn't um, hurt their confidence, I don't. I don't mind getting those guys a little bit of a taste of that, and you know, and then maybe they'll get. It'll give uh, like Wyatt uh, Kalinuk a bit, uh, an, an opportunity to get into the lineup as well. Um, I, I've already seen enough of Madison Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got his game in that he needed to qualify for the expansion draft. Uh, <laughs> availability i i would prefer we never see him again <laughs> um there's not a lot of point to playing him anymore no, no. and the same's kind of going with matthew highmore as far as i'm concerned yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also now qualified for the expansion draft uh eligibility so 
I mean, obviously with the amount of forwards that the Blackhawks are missing, mm-hmm. he's still going to get in there on occasion, but uh, I, he's just, he, he gives good effort, but he just doesn't quite have enough skill no, no. to, to kind of fill a regular role. And so I'm hoping as the season goes on, we start seeing like Reese Johnson get another chance or, Mackenzie Entwistle or somebody kind of step into those roles. Yes. So, um, obviously, stuff with Shaw, really unfortunate. And yes. You'd really think, at this point, he probably should retire for his own sake. But I mean, uh, you know, as an outside observer, that's certainly uh, my hope in this situation. You know, I mean, he's a guy, he's won the cup before. Uh, got nothing left to prove on the ice. He does have a young family and, you know, there was already talk last season when he suffered Mm -hmm. the concussion and was uh, suffering the side effects of, you know, the, the multiple concussions that he's had throughout his career that, you know, there was a chance that he might not play again, but, you know, he Mm -hmm. decided he wanted to give another crack. I guess he was feeling pretty well. And from all accounts, he was having fun. Uh, he was being a good example for the young players. Um, but you know, when you see another hit to the head, like he suffered the other night with getting elbowed and yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's the sort of thing we've been seeing with Crawford for the last couple of years where it's just like, you know, he was playing great, but you know, all it would take was maybe, one, one bad, more, yeah. One more hit to the head, and uh, yeah, you know it's obviously unfortunate in Shaw's case, but at least from my perspective, I hope he decides to retire. But mm-hmm. you know, obviously, that's his choice. We'll probably but... wait to see until how he actually reacts to this. Yeah, one. yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much what I, I was thinking too, and I'm glad Crawford got to retire on his own terms but forced to fight you know a head injury so all right well guess we'll do a little preview of second half of the columbus series and then they go on the road but right they got a nice long road trip so yeah they we'll, we'll have the the last uh game against columbus at home here saturday night at seven and then back-to-back, or not back-to-back, uh, uh, two games against Detroit, and then back-to-back against Carolina mm-hmm. next Friday and Saturday. And then that okay. follows up with um, heading to Columbus. So, you know, it's going to be – this will kind of be a, the deciding factor, I think, in the Blackhawks season. You know, they've, they've made a nice – they've had a nice run here. Mm-hmm. They've suffered their first – kind of tough loss yeah you know, bad a, loss, a yeah. setback we'll kind of see how the club reacts to it and then you know with a tough road schedule even though the first couple of them are against Detroit but um you know it's it's the sort of tipping point in a season where you know yeah. especially with a young team you might see it kind of start slipping away mm-hmm. and if that is the case uh you know I, Boy, if they could survive this, right? You know, with and, and with a condensed season like this, the trade deadline is going to get on us really quick. So the Blackhawks are going to have to make a decision 
on, you know, the Carl Soderbergs, the Matthias Janmarks, uh, if they could move a Calvin DeHaan, I hope they would yeah, at yeah. least attempt to do it, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, if they're going to be contending for a playoff spot, they probably won't pursue much of that. But mm-hmm. if they start slipping a little bit, I think it, yeah. that's when you'll kind of see that kind of happen. Kind so. of the fire sale, yeah. Such as it is. Right. Yeah. They don't, they don't have a lot of pieces that they can move that would return a lot. I mean, we'd be looking at mid round picks, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still something that they need to consider. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I would be willing to even consider, you know, somebody like a Dylan Strong Mm -hmm. who, you know, he got his opportunity with Taves and doc out Mm -hmm. to kind of, he got that first track yeah, yeah. at the number one center. He hasn't role. really been stepping into it yet. He has not. Uh, his he, in that last Columbus game, uh, he played less than Matthew mm-hmm. Highmore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Pius Suter's replaced him as the number one center. Uh, Soderberg was even getting some opportunities yeah, to play yeah. with Kane as the game went on, and Strom was struggling. Um, and I, I think, yes. you know, we've kind of seen the same thing with him where, you know, when the pace of play picks up, he just, he struggles to keep, up, yeah. to keep up. And I think early on he was scoring pretty good, but I think that was kind of maybe the sort of thing where we're coming out of the start of the season where teams didn't have a training camp. I think mm-hmm. a lot of guys were still trying to find their legs, but now that everybody's kind of more into game shape and, Uh, He's getting blown. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so that's definitely a concern. Um, But, you know, Kane's still Kane. To bring it is back Mm -hmm. to being a lethal goal scorer. That's right. Kubelik's been great on the power play. So, I mean, those are the three big forwards. We talked about the three defensemen. And, you know, Lankinen had his first. Uh, rough outing so it's just going to be a matter of how do these guys respond to a tough loss Mm -hmm. and i guess we we will find out Mm -hmm. so as always i am sth85 on twitter michael mj underscore ernst and apple podcast app subscribe to the podcast give us a review and yeah some fun games, more interesting than maybe we thought it would be, and see where it goes. <laughs>